discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Take your seats in heavenly places. You are welcome. Today I want us to do question and answers. Yeah. So that's what we are going to do. All right. So if there's any question on your heart, I've been preaching about. I preached about consecration some time ago, and I preached about fatherhood just a few days ago. So you are liberty. Anything that comes into your mind that you'd want to ask about, you are liberty to ask. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. All right. So any question? Anything on your heart that you'd want to ask, you're liberty to ask. You have a question, yeah? Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. And please, I, w- I wanted you to talk a little about. Um, you mentioned how that the distance from the head to the heart is a very long. And I noticed from some of um, the examples you mentioned, sometimes it's almost as though they, they were reading the Bible one day and then they saw the scripture, and then it's like the impact was instant but then you, you see these scriptures every day but you notice that it doesn't mean what it meant to them to you is it something that god just decides that okay uh, i'll give you this thing for a certain purpose or it's because of a certain preparation if you could talk about it it's, it's all what all that you have said is true <laughs> <laughs> all that you have said is true Yes, it's the agency of the Spirit to help the body of Christ to carry them from one point to the other. Okay, so God opens someone's eyes to see a particular thing. What did uh, Martin Luther see? Do you know Martin Luther? Uh, the head of the Protestants, the people who came out of the Catholic Church far some many, many, many years ago, centuries ago. He saw one thing. Uh, it says, by faith are we justified, and not of works. That was the only scripture he saw. That changed everything. Because the Spirit of God opened that scripture up for him. Because of his purpose. Because of the purpose of God. Okay? And anybody, all those who were connected to him, had that. They all saw that. And they all lived their lives from that place. You get it? What did John Wesley also see? What did John Wesley see? John Wesley saw that you don't need to preach inside a church building. The whole world is your church. You can preach everywhere in the church. He realized that in the Acts chapter 2, Peter stood outside and proclaimed the gospel and 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. So he left the church. Yes. And sought for people that were willing and ready to serve God. Did you get it? So God, God shows people various aspects of the word of God for the purpose of building up his body. Okay? That is there. 
And the other side too is that as you study the word of God, it's called the enlightenment of your understanding. Ephesians chapter, chapter 1, verse 16. We can read from verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord and love of, the, of all the saints, all the saints, cease not to give thanks, for you make a mention of you my prayers. Then he says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him. Then he says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The word enlightened is flooded of light. The word understanding is dianoia, like I mentioned, your imagination. So your, the eyes of your understanding is flooded of light. Okay? There's an enlightenment that comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. As you study the word, that's how God opens it up to you. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, the Bible talks about how that the veil, there was a veil upon Moses' face. Then it says that, that veil from verse 16, it says that veil is taken away when you turn to the Lord. Go to that place. But when a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. Continue. Verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Okay, the spirit of God is involved in re- unveiling your, the eyes of your understanding for you to know and see the true light of God's word. Hallelujah. So as you study the word of God, you will see. Okay, you will see. I'm not talking about just reading it. I'm talking about studying the word of God. Allowing the spirit of God to guide you through the scriptures. Actually, if you allow the spirit of God to guide you through the scriptures, what you see will not be different from what I see. To be the same. Because the same spirit that is working with all of us. Hallelujah. Have I answered your question? Yeah. And you see, the more you dwell on that particular revelation that God has given to you, the more it seeps from your, your head to your heart. The more it is established in your heart and forms a part of your life. And the process of converting something from your head into your heart is called meditation. Meditation is what converts the word of God from being head knowledge to becoming heart knowledge. Okay? That's why in Colossians 3, verse 16, Colossians 3, 16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The word dwell means let it govern you. How do you let it govern you? By meditation. What I'm saying is that don't have a cursory glance of the word. Like you just, you keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. But then you are not, you've not taken time to actually sit down and ask yourself questions. You get it? You've not taken time to ask yourself questions. What if all that they told you was a lie? What are you going to do? What if the church is taken away, the pastors are taken away? What foundation do you have? Do you have any foundation for yourself? Okay. Do you have, are you fastened to the rock which is higher than all of us? Are you fastened to that rock that is Christ? Okay. That's, that's basically what I want you to know. Have a very strong understanding. You see, you can't easily deceive a Jehovah's Witness. Do you know that you can't easily deceive a Jehovah's Witness? How many of you know that? Why? Teaching. No, they've taken time to understand what they are, they are telling them. They've taken time to understand what they are, they are telling them. They've been taught over and over and over again, and they don't have a cursory glance attitude. A lot of charismatics have that. Every time we are shouting, hey, I see the Lord. Hey, hey, hey. But if you tell them, they should tell you five scriptures. We've, we've seen people talking to people on the street and asking them to quote John 3.16, and they can't quote. They are Christians. They can't tell you what is in John 3.16. 
they can't tell you what is in John 11.35. If they say they should give five scriptures, you should see them. They will say John 3.16, for God so loved the world. John 3.16b, that he gave his only begotten son. John 3.16c, that whosoever believes in him. John 3.16d, should not perish. John 3.16e, but have everlasting life. Amen. Five scriptures, finish. <coughs> yeah, they've divided it into five. <laughs> I mean, clearly anybody can just sweep them off. They are, they are not. You see, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, Paul mentions something. Be ye steadfast and unmovable. Do you understand unmovable? Steadfastness has to do with going the way, like sticking to the way. If you don't know the way, how can you stick to it? You, you can't be swayed. Steadfastness means you can't be swayed. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Is that what steadfast means? Steadfast means to stick to the way. On, in the normal English, steadfastness that we know, the Greek has all kinds of things, but I just want to show you the, the topmost thing. Okay? Going the way, sticking to it, being unmovable. Nothing can move you because you are established on a particular understanding, on a particular knowledge. A knowledge around which every other thing around you revolves. A lot of Christians can be moved by various things. That's why they believe things very easily. It's called being a child. Hmm? It says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Go to that place. Hmm? Go, go to Ephesians 4 14. Yeah. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro by and kind of abound with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men. And cunning comes, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. You see, he says that we hence will be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Anything that anybody says, you can just move. Because there's no, you are not really established. There's nothing really that your life is pain hinged on. Like you are really, you can't be moved. I mean, who, who can come and talk to me and deceive me? I've had all kinds of things, though. I've been in discourses with people who are arguing and whatever about a, something the Spirit of God, they believe the Spirit of God has shown. That is clearly wrong. It is clear because it is, if this is the scriptures, they are here. They are, they, are, they, they are not meeting in any, but they are using the Bible to explain what they are saying. But what they are saying is not correct. How would you know whether what the person is saying is correct or not? Yeah, you, you, you must, like, you know your Bible. You know the Bible. You're a child of God. That's what it means to be a Christian. You know the Bible. You know it. You know the Word. Okay? Yeah. I was trying to say the Word of God gives you a certain understanding for life. If you don't know the Word, you won't not have that, that, that kind of understanding. Okay? An understanding around which your whole life is built. If that thing is moved, every other thing will collapse. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Praise the Lord. For instance, if someone comes to tell you that there are angels that special angels that you must have certain relationships with. <laughs> and he mentions their names for you. <laughs> Not all. These three angels are very powerful and that you must 
there are certain things you must do. They are very strong angels from God. There are certain things you must do to have them operational in your life. And it shows you do one, A, B, C, D. Do them and they'll be. And you try it and it's working. You told them to bring you $1 million. Oh, no, no, $1 million is too much. You said they should bring you 1,000 Ghana cities and they brought you 1,000 Ghana cities. Hey, what do you think you would do? You continue, continue, isn't it? Do you think you're a Christian? And he says something wrong. Because what you're doing is different from what the Bible says. But they are, do you know the pastors who are sharing money in church? Like they, they produce, they say there are some angels who bring money. Right now, they used to say it in church and not do it in church. But now they are doing it in church. So they do some things in front of the congregation. They put a box in front of them, do some things, talk to the angel, bring this amount. Then the angel brings the money into their box and they take the money and start distributing it in church like they are distributing like that. They are making it rain in church. Yeah, these they are pastors. They have congregation. There are people sitting inside their church. Well, what, what do you think is happening? I had a vision. I told my wife when the owner had this vision. There was a lady, a woman with a child. They were going to a certain church. The pastor was a nice pastor. He had nice clothes on everything. He was preaching to them and drawing them closer and closer and closer. As he drew them closer, he was going back. Until the, the man, the pastor went through a particular shield, a veil. It was like a portal. When he went through the portal, his image changed to Satan. And the woman was following. The woman, out of her ignorance and her gullibility, she was just following. Following to hell. Because she, you see, say Bible, read, study, have a certain foundation. They won't mind us. It's too long. Like it's too long a process. Final Bekhaim Bible, a lot of Christians have a very, very like a classical attitude towards the Bible. They just, they just read. They don't know where every, where what is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, all kinds of things. Someone brings you storm stones. Tells you these are the stones of the judgment of God that He rained on the Philistines when Israel was fighting with the Philistines. It is for locating your enemies. Just mention your enemy's name and take a stone blow the air on it and do the stone like this and throw the stone you throw the stone the person will die but uh, who caused the stone to kill the person mm, you should know what the bible says you should know what the bible says bible says pray for your enemies do good to them who despitefully use you you, you can have enemies you have, and when you're when talking about enemies, you are talking about physical people. Yeah. You've forgotten that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You see, he says we wrestle not against flesh. So, so long as a person is flesh and blood, he cannot be your enemy. No matter what. <laughs> you may have heard them say flesh and blood, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but because you've not meditated on it, it's out of your mind. Whenever they say pray against your enemies. <laughs> Yesterday I was watching something. The man of God said, To two million, I mean, make sure I did It was not easy in the church, though. There are people there. I've seen his church growing on TV like this. His church is just growing on TV like that. Do you think it's Christianity? Do you think it's Christianity? It's not. It's something else. I don't know what it is, but I know that it's not Christianity. Yeah. 
tout tout mieux de dire pépé dans mes jardins dire pépé alléluia hmm you must have strong foundations like scriptures you know bible when am i general in bible you know the bible like you know your way around you know your way around you know what your mandate is nobody can deceive you hmm? let me show you some scriptures hallelujah colossians 2:16 what does it say read your bible want to go verse 8. Same book, same chapter. Read verse 8. Want to go? Read it again. What did you get out of what you the two things you've read so far? Jesus is the main thing. Any other person? Focusing on other things and not focusing your eyes on Christ. It's bad. Okay. There are people who are just focusing on all kinds of things. Okay? Go go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. It says beware lest any man spoil you. Some years ago, I, was, I don't know whether it was last year or last two years. I, was, I used to talk about this thing a lot. Making spoil of you. The word spoil means to carry you away as booty. Or carry you away as, as, a, as inheritance from war. Like they've conquered you, you are conquered. You get it? Make merchandise. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Philosophy. There are people who are into philosophy. Let's amplify it. See to it that no one carries you off as spoil or makes you yourselves captive by so-called philosophy and intellectualism and vain deceit. Idle fancies and plain nonsense. Hmm? Idle fancies and plain nonsense. There are different kinds of groups that are around. They are all, everybody is talking. But you say all kinds of things. If you are not smart, you'll be just... If you are not scripture smart, you'll be taken advantage of is English. Some people may try to teach you false ideas. <laughs> be, be careful that you do not believe them. Those ideas may seem clever, but they will take you away from God. Those ideas are the results of things that people have taught for many years, but those ideas belong to the soul. They do not come from Christ. Cannot be. You cannot be straight as straight as he has said. I mean straight. Pseudo-intellectual bubble. 
pseudo-intellectual bubble. <laughs> Philosophy and inter- it's not it's not a small thing. People are just teaching all kinds of things. In confidence with the with the idea of like you are gathering, like you are really wild, you are arming yourself with what? With knowledge. Hey, this is false. If you've read First Corinthians 13 before in your life, you realize that there's only one thing that matters in this whole Christian walk. Love. Finish. Love. Well, if you know all these things and you don't, there's no love in your heart. There's something wrong. There's anger. When someone slaps you, you slap the person immediately. You, are, you slap even twice. Papa. Where is the love? Are, are you seeing what I'm talking about? So it's like the core things have been left for all kinds of stupid things. Okay, all kinds of stupid things. Everybody's just, you are not deep enough. It's like when you're going along a sense line, it's like you are not deep enough. You are shallow. It's a lie. You are the deepest. When Jesus came, what did he do? Do you see Jesus teaching certain things? Jesus would talk about stories. A certain man, a certain woman, a certain boy, a certain girl. One day, the other day. Finish. Once upon a time. <laughs> People don't like simple things. Don't pick a subject. Eey. Start talking plenty. I've heard too many things. Sometimes my head even bashes me. So many things. There are those who are also following human traditions. Men's idea. These are different classes of people that can deceive you. Different classes. There, there, there's this class, and there's the one in chapter 16. And there's one in Galatians chapter 4 too. I'll show you the one in Galatians 4. It says, philosophy, intellectualism, and vain deceit. Idol fans and plain ones. Then following human tradition. Men's ideas of the material rather than the spiritual world. You know, there are some people who are preaching that there's no heaven. There's no heaven. The heaven is here on earth. Jesus says we should occupy till it comes. Instead of doing things here and doing things, whatever, and everything, and making this world nice and whatever, we are always saying that we are thinking about heaven. It's part of the truth, but it's not the truth. It's very, very, uh-huh. I don't know how to say it. Slides like that. Like the, the kingdom of God is here. It's true, it's here. But it's like, Let's stop talking about, like if we are preaching, we should stop talking about heaven. That God will take them to heaven. Jesus came to take them to heaven. It's like, oh, we shouldn't talk about those things. What are we talking about? Sort of building gutters and building roads. <laughs> yes. It's preachers on radio preaching hard. Just crude notions following the rudimentary and mental teachings of the universe and disregarding the teachings of Christ, the Messiah. There are those who are also into teaching about the universe. There are those who are examining the stars, the moon, the planets, constellations, cosmos, cosmo, whatever. Cosmic substance. Cosmic astrological something, something. How the moon, how you can make the moon speak on your behalf and how you can let the sun talk on your behalf. How the earth can react for you. Kalabashaya. Isn't it not powerful? How the dust of your feet can make a difference in your life. The elements of the world. It is just crude notions following the rudimentary and elemental teachings of the universe. And disregarding the teachings of Christ, the Messiah. Then there are those who are into holy days. That's in verse 16. Holy days. People are celebrating Pentecost. Feast of Pentecost, Purim, Hanukkah, Harash Hashanah, 
Yeah, all kinds of things. So go to verse 16. I'm trying to like become a good Christian, a strong Christian. Like you know your Bible, nobody can sway you with all kinds of nonsense. You understand? Your life is revolving around something, the word of God. You have a clear understanding. Your your mind is clear. You have you have on the helmet of salvation. Clear, you, you are protected in your head. Nobody can come and tell you things and then today you are following the person. I mean, against your own spirit. Your, your spirit is telling you, where you are is not good. What you are doing is not good. But you are just following. Christianity, okay, is demonstrating the life of God from within. God is love. Hmm? Have you read First Corinthians chapter 8 before? From verse 1 to verse 4 or verse 3. I read it before. You can go and read it. It says, if you gather knowledge, plenty of knowledge, knowledge perfect up. Hmm? Mere knowledge. Therefore, let no one sit in judgment on you in matters of food and drink, or with regard to a feast day or a new moon or a Sabbath. All these are things that represent various things. I mean, we have food, drink, feast days, new moon. Let's read King James. King James shows us. Let no man therefore judge in meat or in drink. Or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or the Sabbath days. You remember this this all this represents various things that were done in Israel. The Sabbath days, they used to celebrate the Sabbath. Every Sabbath was a celebration day. Okay? The Sabbath was actually on Saturday, not on Sunday. Christians meet on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. Because Christ rose on the first day of the week. He rose from the on the from the dead on the first day of the week. And the church in the Bible met on the first day of the week. So we also meet on the first day of the week. And the first day of the week is Sunday. The Sabbath day is Saturday. Stop arguing with SDA people. They are right. <laughs> but the new, we, we don't meet on Saturdays. We meet on Sundays. Because of what the church did. Okay? They are right about the fact that it's, Saturday is a Sabbath day. It is. It's true. Leave it for them. We are not Sabbath people. We are everyday people. Hallelujah. So that represents the, the weekly, weekly celebrations. Then the new moon represents the monthly celebrations. Then the holy day represents the feasts. The feasts, the various feasts that were in Israel. Okay, there were holy days that were celebrated. Not holiday, holy, holy days. Okay, yeah. And meat and drink represented what the content of what was being done. Every day they, they gave meat, they, uh, they killed an animal in the morning. There was a drink that was changed. There was bread that was changed from the table of shoe bread. So it presents the whole of the Old Testament. Then he says that, look at the next verse. It says, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Those were, all those things were a shadow of things to come. The one, who, the one who was to come is Christ, and Christ has come. So it's finished. There's no need for us to be celebrating certain days. Someone said, you can only give your tithe on, is it Pentecost? You can only give your tithe on Pentecost or one of those days, one of those celebrations. If you give it any other time, it's wrong. Yes. There are those who are pushing to bring Judaism into the church. Pushing strong to bring Judaism into the church. It's not easy. It's like we should all go to Israel. Israel is good. We all go. It's powerful. But it's, there's a very slight... Whatever. If you're not careful, you become a Jew right now. But we are the, we are the Israel of God. We are not like every other person. If you read in Romans chapter 9 and Romans chapter 11... You hear the discourse of how important the Jews are. Okay? He says, don't insult the Jews. Don't think that you are something because the Jews have been neglected and you are now close to God. He says, if their neglect means you becoming close to God, how much more their restoration? Their restoration will mean you have a resurrection. That's what the Bible says. So they are very important. 
pray for the peace of Jerusalem, do all those things. But we shouldn't be celebrating their feasts, this. That's not what Christ brought. We shouldn't be carrying all kinds of things. When you are praying, you don't have a tilt around you, you can't pray. You need mezuzah around you. Do you know mezuzah? It's good you don't know them. Thank God for your life. Hallelujah. And then the Gentiles are also trying to bring Gentile things, some, some fetish things. Drink this concoction. That's fet- that is idolatry, whatever. That's go, go to Galatians chapter chapter four. Warrior. Ubenum warrior no. I said, Mammy, Konomunshi or your warrior lingo wenum sia. Oh, a sad. It is very sad. Galatians chapter four. Let's read um let's read from verse maybe from verse six. I think it would be good from verse six. Can you read it to me? I want to go. Continue, please. Continue. Read this one again. One to go. Let's read it in another version. Maybe amplify. But at that previous time, when you had not come to be acquainted with, with understand and know the true God, you Gentiles were in bondage to gods who by their very nature could not be gods at all. At all gods. That really did not exist. Next verse. Are, are you seeing it? So this, this is how Gentiles are. Godless. They were exposed to all kinds of things. Poor libation. Use talisman to protect yourself. Have a certain wooden, wooden uh, whatever. God by, in, your, in your pocket. Rachel carried her gods. Can you imagine? She was able to carry her gods away from Laban's house and follow Jacob. She carried her gods. So her gods, the gods that protected, she was able to carry them. That's gentle for you. Now, however, that you have come to be acquainted with and understand and know the true God, or rather to be understood and known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and beggarly and worthless elementary things of all religions before Christ came? Whose slaves you once were, you once more want to become? How come you want to become slaves again to these things? This is the outside. If you come to Ghana, you'll be surprised. Go to Ghana, Nigeria, everywhere. Africa, like, even ab- abroad, they have their own gentle things that have brought into their thing. All kinds of things. Hey, it's not a small thing. Though. So you have to buy a certain handband that is going to protect you. You swallow pebbles, and you have what? And you will not die. They are distributing pebbles in church. Certain toughest you need to take. Is that what Jesus wrote? This is Jesus distributing toughest. Yeah. No matter what name it is called, be careful. Hmm? Yeah. Handbands. Setting handkerchiefs. Like you must bind the handkerchief on under your 
headgear for protection, constant protection. No, the Holy Spirit is bigger than that headgear. When the headgear gets lost, now you're in trouble. The day trouble comes and the headgear, you do this and remember, you realize that you didn't carry the headgear. Yeah, you're in trouble. You just die just like that. The one who is inside is bigger than the headgear you are wearing. It's bigger than any cloth or any talisman or any... You know, some of the handbands is coming as talisman. <laughs> Mercy, Lord. Next verse. They are called weak and beggarly and worthless elementary things. Huh? You observe particular days and months and seasons and years. Say, I'm surprised at you. Next verse. I'm alarmed about you, lest I have labored among you, among and over you to no purpose in vain, and in vain. This is a Galatian church, Gentile church. Terrible. They were turning to the weak and beggarly things once again. Yeah. A certain leaf is what is what will protect you. Madness. Some water. Something. Jesus is Lord. The Lord will help. If you don't know your Bible, eh, you'll be surprised that you replace Jesus with pure water. You replace Jesus with pure water in your life. You replace the Holy Spirit with some pure water. Normal pure water. It will become your God. The day trouble comes, you realize that you have believed the wrong thing. You see, if you decide not to believe the truth, the Bible says that he gives you up over unto deception, delusions. People are deluded and you don't, you don't even know. See, they, the truth came to them and they rejected the truth. When you reject the truth, deceit is what comes. Delusion is what comes in place of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see you walking in the truth. Walking in the understanding of God's word. Strong. Strong, not turning to the left or to the right. Strong in the word of God. Strong in the word of God. Knowing that you are in the Son of God. That the Son of God is in you. That is all you need. Okay? That is all you need. We may be led to pray over cloths for you. It doesn't mean that it will be a daily practice. When you don't see that cloth, you are in trouble. No. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have you been blessed? Have you learned anything? Yes, Pastor. Tell me what you learned. Tell me what you learned in two sentences. Yes. The word of God gives you an understanding. <laughs> Continue. You can you can try. Okay. And with that understanding, you build up that understanding. That understanding becomes something like your something you hold on to. And once you hold on to that, you will not be deceived. If you don't hold on to the word of God and you go just out into the world like that, you can deceive easily. In Jesus' name. Amen. I call you to say something. Great. Thank you, you Pastor. Uh, yeah. I learned about meditation today. It's that it brings enlightenment. I, I was listening to a message of yours titled Looking for Emma. Okay. And you said the exact thing that you said today. And I'm wow. really surprised. But wow. I want to thank God because in the enlightenment, there are a lot of visions that come from God. And also that Christianity is not about materials in terms of protection. It's about who is in question and who is protecting you. So look to the person who is Jesus Christ. Thank you. Powerful. Two ladies. Yes, Adra, tell me. I learned that I'm in Christ and I'm different. And then being in Christ exempts me from what others go through. Hallelujah. That's powerful. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, Pastor, I learned that um, understanding 
is in my location. It has a location, and the location is in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I learned that we are in Him, and we are in Christ, and Christ is the true God. So whatever I'm looking for is in Christ. I don't need to look at any other things but Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Oye, Oye, tell us what you learned today. Pastor, please, I, 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 have, I learned that we are in Christ, so we shouldn't let anybody condemn us. If we know who we are in Christ, then it means that we should, we should study him and then understand him. If we know of the, of the Bible or we know the word of God, nobody can influence us on what is not good or what is not uh, or what is right. Because the Holy Spirit is in us, so he tells us this is good for you at this time. This is not good for you. So nobody can influence you to do something against the word of God. So that's what I mean. Powerful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Linda wants to say something. Daniel says Linda wants to say something. Linda, tell us. Say something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is an opportunity for you to learn a lot of things. Yeah. I learned that the distance from the head to the heart is very long and that I should meditate on the word of God for a long time for it to sink deep down into my heart and I also got to understand that who I am is very important like I am I cannot be sick I cannot feel yes I should know who I am amen amen when crisis comes what is inside your spirit is what to show up that says that if you're if you feel in the day of adversity your strength is weak. Hmm? Your, or your spirit is weak. If you feel in the day of adversity, when problem comes, you just crumple down. And it means that you've been weak all this while. So build your, build your spirit strong through the scriptures, through the word of God. Meditate on it. Don't joke with, don't joke with it. Do your quiet time. When I ask you what you read this morning, you realize that you'll be struggling to tell me what you read this morning. You tell me what, what you had five years ago. <laughs> yes, that's what you tell me. That is wrong. It means that you are not going the right way. Okay? Uh, you must read your Bible and pray every day. A lot of people, they're just walking around, looking into the skies. It's like they're masters of the word. Your problems will increase. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at Christworldinc.com. God bless you.